Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax, you have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us, holding to pure grace. Again, relax, join in with us. Listen on, be blessed. Hello, my fellow guard dogs. My name is Steve, and by the sound of my voice, you can tell that I'm I'm flying solo today. Bill couldn't be here because he, he, of all things, he got the COVID again. So he didn't want to be infectious to anybody and he's got himself quarantined so that the COVID goes no further. But we'll have to wait for him to heal up and then he'll be back to podcast with me. And I do sincerely miss him. It's a pleasure doing podcasts with Bill. You guys can't imagine what it's like. Such a gentle spirit, and we just feed each other scripture so much. You you don't know what it's like. You know, it says where two or three are gathered, Jesus is in the midst. When Bill and I are together, we feel Jesus. He's right there speaking through us, and when Bill says something, I know that they're the words of Jesus because usually they're a Bible verse. And I believe Bill would say that it's Jesus speaking through me, too, because he, he lets me know when they're just my words. He, he knows the difference and tells me, just like my wife says, I know that those are just your words, your human words, Steve, as you're trying to please me. But the words that please me are the words that come from the Spirit. It's hard as humans try to please each other with what they say they just fall short and please remember that if you're having difficulty with people around you and getting along with them and you just seem to put your foot in your mouth all the time and wish you didn't and wish they were more willing to come around you than they are. I mean, you, you feel it, you know it. It's obvious. They're avoiding you. If, if that's the case, because I've had it be the case with me, I'll be the first to admit it, Jesus is the solution. If Jesus manifests through you and speaks to that person who's avoiding you, he will avoid you no longer. That is the thesis statement of the new covenant. Reliance on Jesus is the way. That's why Paul said, this is my way of life that I teach everywhere in every church. A way of life in Christ Jesus, not in human sufficiency, but in the sufficiency of Jesus to speak and walk and talk and behave and labor. Like Paul said, I labored harder than all the rest and the labor wasn't in vain towards me because when I labored harder than them, it wasn't me. It was the grace of God in me doing the laboring. God in him is the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. And as you know, that's the idea that guardians of grace rolls on a a dependency on the spirit to do for us what we can't do for ourselves and the idea of waiting on the Lord is what we do rather than 
think, okay, this is my job to do. I know I've got a meeting with these people and Lord, I just want to, you know, get in a word edgewise for you while I'm speaking and I want to do all these things for you because that's what I've been taught in church to always proclaim your name and that's what I want to do. Well, it's all great that his name gets proclaimed, but it has to be by the spirit of God himself proclaiming his own name. Then the words are effective. It's kind of the thing that we had been rolling along on in the last few podcasts about manifesting God. I want to share the actual scriptures where it just comes out blatantly and tells us about manifesting God. Did you know that there's scriptures that just say that you point blank manifest God? Yeah, yeah. There's scriptures like in in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5 where he says we carry about in us the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our mortal bodies. On and on it goes, but I want to zero in on 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I might as well start it in verse 3. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. I want to make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to be manifesting himself any time that you hear the words, Jesus is Lord. I'm not telling you that. I'm reading it off the page of the Bible. You, you may say, well, that just doesn't make sense. Well, what, if, what about guys who have girlfriends and they say, well, if you don't say Jesus is Lord, we can't go out. And the guy still won't say Jesus is Lord. Well, unless the Holy Spirit blocks that satanic power that's holding the person back from saying Jesus is Lord and unlocks the shackle that the devil has on that person. You remember 2 Timothy 2.24 where it says God's people must not be quarrelsome but be gentle in hopes that God would grant repentance and they would come to a knowledge of the truth and come back to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has trapped them to do his will, the devil's will. What an amazing set of scriptures, but God has to release us from that trap before we ever say Jesus is Lord. So you do give credit to God when somebody says Jesus is Lord. This passage rings true. It is true. Although I'm sure there's plenty of college-educated people that that are very bright and have IQs and that can make fine-sounding arguments against it, they can do it easily. It still rings true. It's true. It takes the Spirit of God to say Jesus is Lord. 
But this passage goes on after it says it's got to be a manifestation of the Holy Spirit for somebody to say Jesus is Lord. It says, now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministry in the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God works all things in all persons. To each person is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. A manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. He's saying point blank right now, you are given manifestations of the Holy Spirit for the good of everybody around you because we are God's servant, but we are God's servant to the people around us, not, not serving God tea or anything. We're servants to the people around us. And this says there's given manifestations of the Holy Spirit to serve those people well so that they accept our service and be happy with it. And, and it, it says there, there's a variety of effects, but the same God. He, he's working in us like Jesus said to Nicodemus. Nicodemus, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it and you can't tell where it's coming from, where it's going. So it is with the activity of God. You must be born again to see the kingdom of God, Jesus goes on to say. The Spirit is invisible. Like it says, variety of effects, but the Spirit causes effects, things around you in people in certain ways. And there's a variety, many ways. God never does the same thing twice, hardly, but... There's many different effects, but those effects are manifestations of the Spirit. There are a variety of ministries, each person having the, the ministry that they're good at. Well, it's saying those ministries are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit ministering through you you are the vessel that the Holy Spirit uses as he does variety of ministries through you, a variety of different effects through you. But there are manifestations that the Spirit gives to each individual as who wills, good question, who wills as the person wills? No. It says, as the Spirit wills. You don't have control over the Spirit, whether it manifests through you or not. You are dependent on the Spirit to manifest through you. Because when the Spirit manifests through you, you blossom as a Christian. And if you want to blossom as a Christian, you have to depend on the Spirit working through you to do that. That's why I said I'm making a new covenant and I will put that, my spirit within them and cause them to work, cause them to walk a righteous Christian life. My spirit causes them to do it because their human determination could never cause them to live a righteous Christian life. Once we know that 
like Paul said, I know that no good thing dwells in me that is in my human nature. The wishing to do good is in me, but the doing of good is not. Romans 7, 14 and following. I confess that the law is good. I agree with the law. I wish to do the law. I wish to live a Christian life, but I can't. And Paul says, who will help me out in Romans 7, 14 and following? Who will help me out? And he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. And that is because Jesus Christ manifests himself in Paul. Tell me Paul did not know that he has this treasure in his earthen vessel. Like it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Paul knew that he carried around in himself the life of Jesus and that he could manifest that life. And he said, I count everything a loss in view of the surpassing value of experiencing Christ in Philippians 3. He said, the surpassing value of experiencing Christ he was saying experiencing Christ is the most valuable commodity on earth and I would give up anything to be able to experience more of him. And I tend to agree with Paul. I feel the same way. I go through the day just longing to experience the Spirit of God in me because I've just become accustomed to waiting on the Lord and watching him and tripping out when he does use me as a vessel. He said, we always carry about in the body the dying of Jesus that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our bodies. That's 2 Corinthians 4, 9, that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our bodies. See, that's the gist of the Christian life, the new covenant life, the new covenant that God said he, God promised to give us. And he did give us this new covenant whereby he places his spirit in us and we manifest himself because that's what it says from the least to the greatest, they will all know me in the prophecy about the new covenant. He said, I'll put my spirit in them and cause them to walk in my statutes. And from the least to the greatest, they will all know me. That, that word know there really takes on the meaning of see me. They will all see me manifest. And that's what the new covenant is about seeing God manifest himself and seeing the activity of the invisible kingdom because the kingdom of God is so active and so relevant and so surrounding you that it just boggles the mind. 
It just boggles the mind. All that God is doing here on planet Earth and nobody sees it because we just are not in tune with what the new covenant is trying to teach us and how the new covenant in 1 Corinthians 12 is saying we all have manifestations of the Spirit. And it goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 12, to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. That is in verse 6. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 6. Then it says, For to one is given a word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another a word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. Both of those are the Spirit manifesting itself to give a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. And then it says, and to another, faith. I want to camp out here. It says to another, faith. It is telling us that faith is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. We've always seen faith as the Israelites' ability to believe and trust in God that he would take care of them, and they always failed, and they always went and started worshiping other gods and other idols and everything because they were thinking they were getting better results there. But God said, no, you put your faith and believe in me, and they failed at putting their faith and belief in him. So he made a new covenant where he said, I'll put my spirit in you to cause you not to fail to have faith and believe in me. And that's why it's saying faith is a manifestation of the spirit. It is not of human origin. Your faith is not being tested to see how much faith you humanly can produce. If there's a test for faith, which James chapter 1 says, you know, count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Well, when faith is tested for, just like with Abraham offering up Isaac, the, the real faith, manifested itself, the Holy Spirit manifested himself as in Abraham being able to believe that God would supply a lamb or anything, you know, all the times in the Gospels where Jesus would say, oh, I haven't seen such great faith. Oh, I see little faith here. He's talking about, I haven't seen such a great manifestation of the Spirit or a little manifestation of the Spirit. That's why Jesus in Mark chapter 11, somewhere around verse 20, he says, have the faith of God. If you believe in your heart, if you have faith and believe in your heart, you can say to this mountain, move, and the mountain will move. Well, humanly speaking, we don't have that little teeny mustard seed of faith. Just think if we did, if God haphazardly gave us all a little mustard seed of faith, 
our parents wouldn't have been alive long enough to raise us if we were in control of a little mustard seed worth of faith. But the faith does not come from us. It comes from God. That's why in Romans 12, Paul could say, by the grace I say to you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but view yourself according to the measurement of faith God has given you, the allotment of faith God has given you because God gives you that faith. And what is that faith? 1 Corinthians 12 is telling us that that faith is literally a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When you put faith in your dictionary now, you should say faith is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's how you define faith. That's what you would now as new covenant believers, that's how you would define faith, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And if I have a little bit, I could say to this tree, wither and die like Jesus did, and it would wither and die. But we as humans are not the source of faith. This is what it says point blank in 1 Corinthians 12. To each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one faith by the same Spirit. To another one, the gifts of healing by the one Spirit. By the one Spirit doing what? Manifesting itself. If the Spirit manifests itself, you may heal somebody. But you cannot produce what it takes, humanly speaking, to heal somebody. It has to be a manifestation of the Holy Spirit if you lay hands on somebody and they're healed. Like Peter said in Acts chapter 3, it wasn't us or our piety that made this man walk. It was, let me just pick up in, in verse 11. Acts chapter 3 verse 11. And while this man that Peter and John had healed was clinging to them, all the people ran together and were filled with amazement. But when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel or gaze at us as if by our own power or piety we made him walk? the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of your fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, the one whom you delivered up and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. He's saying God the Father has glorified his son. It wasn't us, but Jesus was manifesting himself because God was glorifying Jesus in us so that this man would be healed. He goes on to say, Jesus, which has strengthened this man whom you see and know, and it was the faith which comes through Jesus 
that has given him his perfect health. In the presence of all of you, the faith that comes through Jesus, didn't it say to each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit and to one it's faith? Well, Peter was saying that was it. Jesus was manifesting himself as the faith to heal this person. And God was glorifying Jesus in me, Christ in you, the hope of glory. When are you hoping that he produces glory? When he manifests himself. That is what this new covenant is about, is learning about manifesting the life of God throughout each and every day. And I say all that to say this, look for Jesus. Look for him throughout the day. His activity is all around you. Look for the kingdom of God. Do you remember? Jesus would say, oh, the kingdom of God is near you. Oh, the kingdom of God is around you. Oh, the kingdom of God is among you. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God. Feeling those sensations is experiencing heaven on earth, and you can experience heaven on earth. And that happens when you are experiencing Jesus manifest himself through you. And you can see him manifesting himself through all the people around you. You can see the kingdom of God all around you and you can see its activity. Even though it's invisible, you can see it. You can learn what you're looking for. And when you see good coming out of people, you're seeing God coming out of people. He's invisible, but you can see the effects. It said there are a variety of ministries, but the same spirit. There are a variety of effects, but it's the same spirit. The spirit of God, you can see the effects that the spirit of God has on people. To one, it might be the effect of he comes out with a word of knowledge. To another one, the effect might be faith. When God manifests himself through this person, the effect on the person is the person is full of faith. And you can see that it's not the person anymore. It's the spirit of God in the person. Like 2 Corinthians 4 said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the all-surpassing power might be seen as coming from God and not ourselves. We always carry about in us the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our mortal bodies. And once your eyes are turned on to this, Go home tonight and see if you don't see God's activity. See if he doesn't show up in your living room or dining room somewhere during the night. Give him praise under your breath or praise him out loud if, if you want. I usually praise out loud. But you can learn to see God everywhere. And that's what it's all about. That's why we have done you know, four or five podcasts on the idea of manifesting because 
if you understand the idea of the new covenant concept of manifesting, then you begin to see the activity of the kingdom of God or the activity of the kingdom of darkness. You can see the activity of the kingdom of darkness around you too. You might be swallowed up in it from time to time. And you have to be the kingdom of light in that darkness. But either way, there are two kingdoms that never stop. They're always in motion. And you can see which one is dominating and manifesting itself through people. You can see the kingdom of heaven if you just look for it. I'm telling you, this this changed my life so much. I It caused me to enjoy the day. I don't care what the trial is anymore. It doesn't matter if somebody says, oh, here's some more bad news for you. It, it just matters whether I get down about it or the Spirit of God still fills me with joy in the presence of bad news. I can feel the activity of God. I can feel the kingdom of God when I'm in the pouring rain changing a flat tire. I can feel like I'm on heaven. I'm in heaven on earth. I can feel like I'm in heaven on earth because I'm feeling the life of Jesus manifesting himself through me, saving me from all that depression and the, whoa, I got to change the tire in the rain and the pity party that I'm going on. Jesus in me can save me from all that worry and anxiety and, and self-absorption and, and the depression and the pity party, all that, he can save me from that. And I don't have to experience that. I can just be content while I'm changing a tire. I can see God in the morning when Laylee and I get up and Laylee goes, good morning, God. Already, I'm already seeing the spirit of God manifesting itself through her in during the whole time she's ready, getting ready for work, I, I watch the Spirit of God in her and I talk to the Spirit of God in her and the Spirit of God talks to me and I listen to the words of the Spirit of God and sometimes all of a sudden I'm listening to words of Laylee in her flesh and I notice her claws are out. Ouch, ouch, we do produce or manifest the flesh too. And she can during the day, just like I can in the morning when we're both having our coffee and getting ready for work. I can manifest the nature of Steve, which is not pretty. It's usually complaining about the day I'm going to have. But if I'm manifesting the spirit of God, I'm just loving on Lee and just having a good time. And usually we're just laughing and cutting up and talking about this or that and edifying each other and saying how good the future's going to be and what's going to happen. We always have a positive outlook on the future. And we, we know that our future is just going to be great and God is going to use us for something great. And he wouldn't have brought us together 
if it wasn't to do something great and we know that we're anointed by God to do something great and we're going to have a great time in life. That's how Laylee and I usually interact with each other each and every morning as we're getting ready to go to work. It's just spirit to spirit fellowship. And once you understand that God manifests himself through people where two or three are gathered together, I'm in their midst. I'm in each one of them. And you can hear me or you can hear them in their human nature. As this idea sinks in, you'll be able to see God more often than you ever have before. Like Jesus said to Peter one time, get behind me, Satan. Right after saying, Jesus, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Only my Father in heaven revealed that to you. Jesus was seeing the kingdom of God right in front of him and God talking to Peter and telling him that Jesus is the one to follow. You'll be able to tell when you're fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, when you're fellowshipping with the God of the universe. And it doesn't matter what he says. It's always just edifying and it doesn't have to be these great profound words of wisdom. A lot of their times they're just, it's going to be a good day today. I really believe that. that those are God speaking through people moments right there. And you can learn how to fellowship with the Spirit. That's what the whole letter of 1 John is about, teaching you how to fellowship with the Spirit and how to spot the human nature, even though the human nature is trying to tell you, no, I'm in the Spirit. This is the Spirit you're fellowshipping with in 1 John. It says those that guy's a liar. He's not telling the truth. And it tells you over and over again how to spot the difference between fellowshipping with the human nature and fellowshipping with the Spirit of God so that, as it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 6, we tell you this so that your joy can be complete. He says, I'm writing this letter so that you can have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son. I write this to make your joy complete. He says, I write this letter so that I'm ensuring that I fellowship with the Father and His Son through a person, and that makes our joy complete. And he says, this is why I wrote the letter, so each and every one of you can detect whether you're fellowshipping with the spirit or fellowshipping with the human nature. And if you're fellowshipping with the spirit, it's a joy. It brings joy. It brings pleasure to the conversation. And knowing all that and learning how to fellowship with the spirit and how to avoid fellowshipping with the human nature all comes after you realize the fact that the whole new covenant is predicated on one idea that he put his spirit in us to do for us what we can't do for ourselves and it does for us what we can't do for ourselves by manifesting 
that puts to death the deeds of the human nature takes over and the mind of the spirit controls us. You remember Romans 8, 5? The mind of the flesh is death, but the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The mind controlled by the flesh cannot please God. It does not subject itself to the laws of God. It's not even able to do so. That's what the mind controlled by the human nature does. It cannot please God. It can only grieve the Spirit of God in you. You remember? Do not grieve the Holy Spirit who sealed you. Well, it's the flesh that grieves the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is full of joy when it is fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit in the person that you're talking to. It, it is all too cool. I'm telling you, once your eyes are turned on to this, you look at the entire world in a different way. You look at each and every day in a different way. You're looking at invisible realities for the rest of your life, you will be looking at invisible realities more than you look at what is seen. We live by faith and not by sight. We have faith that when we see our brother or sister doing good and living righteously at the moment they're around us, that we are seeing God manifesting himself through that person and that person is the vessel of God and that's why he made the new covenant and said I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes and from the least to the greatest they will all see me you will not have to train your brother teach your brother because from the least to the greatest, they will all see me. You don't have to train them to see you. They'll see you, God, in people. You can see God in people. And you do that by faith. We live by faith and not by sight. Like Jesus said to the Pharisees in, in John chapter 8, make a righteous judgment. You're judging according to the flesh but judge according to the nature that is manifesting himself is what we as Christians do. And I don't think many Christians have that concept yet. They can't see God. And, and it changes Christianity so much. I can't tell you how much I changed when I understood that the, in the new covenant, I am the vessel of God and he uses me, he abides in me, he lives in me. And quite often he manifests himself through me. He manifests his life through me. And it wasn't a matter of do's and don'ts anymore. My Christian life had changed to wanting Jesus to manifest through me and wanting to feel 
Jesus manifesting through me. That's what my life and my day-to-day ambition became, just feeling Jesus and knowing that he's using me as a vessel and then to be able to look around through the day and see his activity and all that God was doing each and every day. He's so busy on this planet working through so many people and I never knew it. I kept thinking it, it just, I'm a Christian now so I should try harder to be better. Just try harder to be better. That's what I thought I was supposed to do and I was very, very, very frustrated with life. Trying harder to be better doesn't get you very far. It doesn't produce that much satisfaction. But being a vessel that the God of this entire universe uses to accomplish his eternal purpose, like it says in Ephesians 3, that the manifold wisdom of God may be clearly seen through the church according to Christ. God's eternal purpose, which is accomplished in Christ Jesus, meaning Christ Jesus was going to accomplish everything that God has for him to do from the beginning of time till the end of time. God has tasks for Jesus to do, and we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance to do. We do the good works because it's Jesus in us doing what the Father needs him to do, just like he has been doing that through the annals of time up until this 22nd century, 21st century. God has been using us in the new covenant is not about try hard to be better. It's about God working through us and us just giving him the credit. And then you get into all the doctrines and the judicial doctrines that talk about us giving God the credit for what he does through us and that that's how we store up treasures in heaven. And there's a whole judicial system to this new covenant, but it's nothing like the do good and be better doctrines. Those aren't it at all. They miss the mark. It's about be the vessel and give God the credit for what he does through you and store up treasures for you. That's the whole new new covenant judicial system. That's the new covenant way of life is to wait on the Lord and exchange strength with him. Your human strength for his divine strength, his power. And you'll see that all the epistles in the whole New Testament support this idea and that life itself actually supports this idea. You'll find a new way of life. Like Paul said, this is my way of life in Christ Jesus that I teach everywhere in every church. My way of life in which I am the vessel that Christ Jesus manifests himself through and I give him the credit for all the good things he does through me each day 
and that stores me up treasures in heaven end of story end of covenant end of the parameters of the covenant it, it's literally that simple folks but it being that simple it causes you to be able to see the kingdom of heaven all around you in the activity please i ask just open your eyes and look for it try this as a way of life just viewing all the kingdom activity that you can see throughout the day just try feeling christ using you throughout the day do this as a new way to live the Christian life. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And the thing about it is living life, just waiting to experience Jesus and looking for the kingdom of God, the activity of the kingdom of God, it actually causes you to blossom as a Christian. You become a more righteous dude just waiting on God rather than trying to please God in your own human strength. Please, you guys, get off the human performance treadmill and look for the kingdom of God and try and feel when you experience Jesus. And talk to him as much as you can when you see somebody in the spirit go talk to them and therefore talk to God throughout the day I hope this is making some sense and I hope it's changing lives because it sure changed my life my life has never been the same once I realized why learning about manifesting God is so important and literally became a new way of life for me and I pray that it becomes a new way of life for you because for one it's effortless and for two it's awesome it, it just try it it's just awesome awesome to feel God working through you you don't know what a high I'm on right now just knowing that the God of the universe is speaking through me and saying truths that I could have never comprehended. But with that in mind, I pray, Father God, please allow all the guardians of grace to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is your love, Father, and compare that to human love and know that the two don't match up, that your love and you loving people through the guard dogs is a much greater love than the guard dogs could produce in their own human strength, Father. Allow them to comprehend how long and wide and high and deep is your love that compares to human love and begin to rely on your love through them so that they can truly love the people around them. They can truly love their neighbors as themselves, Father. It takes your love through them to do that father that's the only way it works so allow them to become people who see 
your activity through them. Father, it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. We love you guys. Good night. If the podcast meant anything to you, please share it with other people and tell them about the podcast where where they can hear it. We really do want the word to get out. We want lives to be changed. So, love you guys. Good night.